0: It's time to reimagine relationships from the ground up. Let's go. Welcome to the Project Relationship Podcast. I'm Dr. Jolie Hamilton, and I'm here with my partner, Ken Hamilton. Hello. And we're talking this week about, well, getting what you want, which is, I think, a topic that is easier said than done.
1: It's not straightforward all the time.
0: So how do we get what we want and how do we get what we want in the context of a time when everybody's feeling a little bit more tender and generally the the stressors bring more stuff to the surface, all while we feel also there's this desire for mind reading at the holidays. Yes, there's these
1: expectations that we think everybody else is going to know about and help meet and...
0: I think it's that, that's that magic feeling you talked about earlier yeah. that like wishing that it could be magical and it is magical, but <sighs> it's yeah. never going to be magic. Like it was when you were three or seven or whatever, yep. if you were lucky enough to have an upbringing where there was some magic in your childhood, which and both of I us was, were. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, there were those magic times. It's never going to be like that again as an adult because the, the curtain's ones who been drawn back. Make yeah, the we, magic. yeah, we are the magic makers, yeah. and I love that role. But it does still leave me in a spot.
1: The youngest child in me does not love that oh, role. Oh, and it the oldest child it, in me so resents it, you <laughs> would like it. exactly. And uh, and the thing is, I, I do. I want to make it happen, or I want somebody to make it happen.
0: Want it to happen. I want
1: it to happen um and i think a lot of us feel a combination of those feelings we want the magic to happen we want to make it happen we want somebody to make it happen for us
0: it's totally not clear to me how we got through all of our early communication snafus around this especially when i think about the holidays because in our early relationship it was. <laughs> we did not understand what we were doing.
1: We got a lot of practice. We
0: got a lot of practice on on un... explicit versus implicit. Yeah. yeah. So, I think it'll go easiest if I just tell a story about this. Um, so, our first Christmas together was we were just starting to combine households. You hadn't quite moved in yet.
1: It was a and very transitional time. It was,
0: yeah, big transitions. Um, we were combining these all seven kids together. We had five cats combined at the oh time. Oh my
1: God, we did. That's um,
0: right. This was a complicated relationship in which you were still married to someone else. I had just recently gotten divorced. Um, and the full story of that is, I know that sounds wild, but here it is. The full story of that is that it was a very complicated,
1: very complicated
0: relationship that we thought we could all make work. We tried our best. We didn't necessarily succeed. And where we didn't succeed was mostly around this communication styles thing. It, it
1: was a big part of most How of the things How we fell on our face. Went wrong. Yeah.
0: yeah. So my, that holiday for me was, well, it was hard. I was sad. I was confused. Um I, I was in my house, but we weren't doing traditions the way I was used to. i still i I still had a lot of baggage around Christmas anyways, because Christmas had been kind of messy growing up in my household. Um, and i I didn't really know what to do with myself. <laughs> my extended family is also kind of your extended family because you were friends with my. Eldest cousin, when we I, I, we were all growing up, and so, so I had a lot of there was a lot of overlap. parallel
1: experiences in places where you were. So from it was normal for you to already so, be yeah. at
0: some of the holiday functions and some overlap there. And I think I thought that that would make it all make sense, or that something would make sense that year, and nothing made sense. Yeah, but the holiday wasn't really. It was okay. I was struggling through day to day trying to figure out like just how to make divorce life work for me. And, um, I, I broke open my actual piggy bank (laughs) Um, because, because money was just, yeah, not happening. We had, um, we had started a business together, but that like, it was still early days, nothing worked.
1: And there was still a lot of communication issues. I mean, still, yeah. Around money too. Money. Absolutely. Business, time, relationships, everything.
0: And I wound up feeling so alone that Christmas. This house was bustling with nine people in it, ten people in it. Ten people. And the grandparents, all the grandparents from all over the place, all, all coming in and out at different times. And I felt so alone. It was really, really hard. I struggled in a way that I rarely do. I Twice in our relationship, I feel like I completely lost my voice. I just, like the, the floor dropped out from under me and I no longer understood how to say the most basic sentences about what I need. And that feeling left me sure that I needed another tool, but not knowing where to turn. Because I, I am a clear communicator in general, And I am brave about asking for what I want in general, but even the most courageous communicator can still have a time when she feels like her legs have been swept out from under her or him or them. I felt that way. And it wasn't until after the holiday had passed and we got into spring and, um, some things happened that I looked back on that Christmas and realized how tragic it had been for me. And, um, the reason it was is because I didn't ask for what I wanted, and it meant that we celebrated that Christmas sort of a- away from my my family, which meant my mom yeah. and my dad. And um, and then just a few short, mon- a couple short months later, my mom died, and it was very. Even though she had been sick my whole life, it was also very shocking. It happened very quickly because she was getting a kidney transplant, which had w- gone perfectly, and then she crashed and she died very, very in a very difficult way. So it was actually in retrospect that I remember looking back and saying, oh, I lost my voice. And in losing my voice, I lost my last Christmas with my mom. Yeah. If I had somehow had a tool to reach past that, whatever was, it was like, it was, it act, I could feel it in my mm-hmm. throat. Um, I could feel this this lump, this this hardness. If I had known what to do, Maybe that would have gone differently. You know, it, it would never take away the grief that goes along with losing someone close to you. But um, but certainly it I would have a different memory and we would have a different memory because yeah. I see the look on your face right now. I see how hard it is for you to hear this story. <laughs> and...
1: I know where I was in the story. And I know that one of the reasons that you lost your voice was it wasn't particularly working because you are an explicit communicator and the culture that i grew up by
0: in by training and by, by training nature. <laughs> nature
1: and my my upbringing my first marriage so much of my life um i i took out of it that implicit communication was the way to go which which i think is interesting because implicit communication relies on nuance and like under reading cues and and you know getting a sense of of context and what's happening. I'm not good at that.
0: It's not your but best it's what, skill it's set. It's not at
1: all my best skill set. And uh, it's what I was expected to do, and it's what I expected of other people. And so you would ask for what you wanted, and I would be looking elsewhere for the truth of what you really wanted. And it wasn't elsewhere. It was right where you were saying it was, and I would, and so you would say things, and they would just go past. Yeah. And so eventually, yeah, you lost your voice. You're like, what? What's happening here? I mean, I don't, I can't speak for your internal experience, but it looked like, well, what's the point? Uh, I keep saying it, keeps not happening. And well, so, I lost yeah.
0: that that tenuous thread. Yes, that tenuous thread between. Stating my needs very explicitly and having anyone even respond to them. And I started to feel invisible um, in my own home. And I started questioning uh, what we were doing at all. What were we in a relationship? Because for me, explicit communication is tied very tightly to love. Now, that's not the only way that that can work. Some people really really do thrive in an, in a more implicit communication setting um, I cu- culturally, some cultures handle yep. communication differently. you know I don't mind talking over each other. I like that collaborative like building yeah. on each other's conversation I like that too. Um, but you didn't when we first were together we learned how to do that.
1: It was uncomfortable because, well, the thing I think that I had experience with a lot of other people who were implicit communicators and not very good at all the things that you need to be good at to be a good implicit communicator, reading cues, body language, tone of voice, all that kind of thing. And so it was necessary that there only be one voice at a time so you could read everything you could out of it. Yeah. when you when you're
0: I hadn't um, thought of it that. Way, my experience
1: yeah. with you as an explicit communicator is, yeah, we can both talk at the same time because it's just the words that are communicating. I mean, sure, there's a lot of emotional toning that happens beyond that,
0: but the words are saying but the some words stuff, are yeah. saying
1: true things, and it it's possible to listen and talk for us in that way. so
0: and then there are moments when we do need to pause and make sure mm-hmm. that we're, yeah, that when we're, things get complicated, yeah, and that we're letting. Letting there be space. And something that you were really good at, um, <laughs> even early, was making space for me to get my whole thought out, which was great. Except I could also talk myself around in circles. Sometimes you would leave so much space. Another
1: skill of mine. <laughs>
0: that I would just, I would keep talking. Mm-hmm. Waiting sort of waiting for you to waiting add to the that- conversation yeah. or waiting for yeah. you to respond to the request that I was making. And it's like you didn't know that I had made a request. Like you because it was right there, it was like the, the gorilla in those videos where um where you're supposed to be watching the people in like yeah. in green shirts yeah. and then a gorilla walks through the back of the video and, and you
1: just don't see it. And you
0: just don't see it because we're looking for green shirts. Right. Yeah, like you you weren't looking for yeah. my explicit requests That's exactly- for say like I would like to go Christmas caroling. This is important to me. You weren't listening for nope, that. I was
1: listening past. This is what I was saying before. Yeah. It would just go by because I'm listening past it for what you really want. Because I assumed that what you were saying was the thing you thought I wanted you to want. And I was looking for what you really wanted.
0: Yeah, and I had no idea what the heck was, was going yeah. on.
1: And so you <laughs> wonder why I seem kind of dazed and confused so much early on. Yeah, I was. I wasn't listening. I was looking like trying to do a hundred other things that had no bearing on communication with you as an individual. Yeah. And be like, what are you, what are you doing? I just said
0: a lot of mind reading or attempting to read minds. And you know, I'm, we could have done better. (laughs) We really could have done a lot better. And one of the things we could have done better, we could have started with, um, some, some, uh, some empathy for ourselves first <laughs> like a little a little self-directed empathy a little and then directed at at each other uh, with the fact that we were in a time of deep transition yeah all of us and that that was going to mean that nothing was really going to feel comfortable that year yeah and that's where i find us right now here we are it's 2020 it's still Nobody's the holiday season Things are getting more intense when it comes to like infection rates and stuff rather than less. And yet we also, you know, we want to feel that celebratory, that mood. We want the magic. Yeah. And so what do we do? And I, I, I don't believe that this is our only tool, but I do think it's one of our strongest options is to not just have hard conversations. Cause you know me, I'll run headlong into a hard conversation. I just love them. That's like, that must be my number one kink is hard conversations. But,
1: <laughs> yeah. yep.
0: but I mean, I like the, the way we started formalizing our language. And I know yes. it's a really common, it's a really common thing we hear, make I statements. But mm-hmm. I, I, we started taking it a step further and making, very clear requests of each other that were, that started with I, like I would like you to, and so I, I lay it out in a template in the book. It's, you know, I would like you to blank when I I blank.
1: I would like to hear, I would like to do,
0: I would like, I need help with blank when, so the template that is just the idea of getting really clear, but also leaving space in there for the fact that just because I need something doesn't mean you can give it at the time, yeah. but you can offer me the respect and the kindness of, of, of res- of responding, of, of hearing me
1: and understanding
0: and understanding and, and asked. so reflecting back kindly. And you've yeah. gotten so good at that. Even though I know it was hard for you to hear some of these, these needs and wants, sometimes it would be, me saying something that I think felt, um, antithetical to you. Like it didn't fit anywhere.
1: Yeah. It took quite a while for me to adjust to an explicit communication style, but I can say that there's one thing in particular that I found very beneficial for me. And that was that with, in talking to you, I can retract a statement. Oh yeah. I can say something and say, wait, that came out wrong, or that was a first try, and I, I want to change it, or I didn't mean that at all, and you'll let me continue. And in my and particular... Try not to bash
0: you with it. Trying to, yeah.
1: <laughs> and in my particular experience of implicit communication, it was something that wasn't actually possible.
0: So if you had said a direct thing that I it said was, a direct thing. It existed.
1: That That's it. There's no... But there would always be somewhere down the line, but you said... And then I would, I I wouldn't be able to work around it, and that was my experience. I couldn't even tell wow. you whether that was so what, what was you, going on for the other people involved. But that was that my must experience. have been
0: really confusing for you when you were living with two of us who had these very different communication styles. It <laughs> yeah, was, and you're trying to adopt like or adapt to both of them.
1: Finding a, a I mean,
0: I was there, but I, I still like it's really hard for me to bend my mind around what it might have been like to be you in the midst of that.
1: We have talked about the difficulties, the struggle to uh, to have a conversation with two other people.
0: So you're so your wife you know, at the time yep. lived with us, yep. and I lived with you, and we're we're asking for things sometimes in, things that are in opposition to each other.
1: But even if they weren't, they're in completely different ways. And
0: that happened lots of times because she and I were friends, and we often wanted the same things, yep. and. Yeah. But we wouldn't ask for that. I think you're right. We wouldn't, wouldn't ask for them in the same way. was mind blowing. Yeah. So it what do you do with that?
1: Cognitive, not even cognitive dissonance. I don't know what exactly it is. Emotional dissonance. Is, well, uh,
0: yeah. So yes, but also I, I bet, I bet you had like a somatic dissonance. I bet you felt it in I do. your body. Yeah, Cause I, I see do. it on your face right now. I can, I can see mm-hmm. you're kind of red and, and your, your shoulders are a little curled in and I can see that protective stance that you get when you're, and
1: because there were three of us communicating. Yeah. You two had different communication styles. And me, who at the time uh, had even a less strong sense of self than I do now, trying to figure out what's my communication style, trying to mix all those three things together did kind of make me want to.
0: And all of us trying to be maybe better than we were.
1: <laughs> right. Yep. I tossed my hat over the wall a little bit. That was a high wall.
0: Yeah. And then just tried, we tried to make something work that seemed impossible and maybe it was impossible for us then it was anyways.
1: I know that now there've been so many, so many books that you have um, brought into your library. And so that I've gotten to look at, if not read that uh, around communication and communication styles, it would have been of huge value early on. So we made a million mistakes.
0: We did. We made a lot of mistakes. Some
1: of those, each other. we I mean, hurt each when other. I mean, when we say mistakes,
0: we should be clear. What we mean is we hurt each other.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, sometimes we hurt the kids. Sometimes yeah. I'm sure we hurt her. I am um, sure that I hurt my ex. I'm I'm certain that I hurt my parents um, in, in flailing around trying right. to figure it all out. And the holiday made it extra tender. Yes. It, like again. that's it that's the right word for me it made it tender
1: because of again the expectation everybody's looking for some magic and so when when they get the opposite it's a it's a big fall
0: yeah 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 and that that is right now i see i see our kids walking around sort of well i mean they're they're older they're not little kids they're not like waiting for magic, like they would have when they were little, but I see them walking around in this weird 2020 miasma, not really expecting as much. Yeah. It, everybody seems a little braced. I wonder, yeah. it is an opportunity. So you and I have been talking, we've been having these conversations and we're sharing them with the world, which is an interesting experiment. Unusual
1: for me. Um,
0: unusual for you, especially. Um, cause I am as transparent as I'll get out, but you have not had that same tendency. No, not at
1: all. I struggle to see myself, yeah. let alone show other people.
0: But here we are and we have the opportunity to practice communicating in ways that bring us closer together because that was the thing, yes. the mistakes, the mistakes and the hurts that we caused. I don't think those were the end of the world. I, I do get choked up thinking back to that particular Christmas and thinking like, wow, that could have gone differently and I would have had a different last holiday season with my mom. Okay, yeah. that's true, but but people get hit by buses and illnesses happen and you the world can sweep you off your feet in a second. That That overwhelm is actually the norm the, the opportunity I'm seeing is that we can, we've moved closer together by acknowledging, revisiting those times rather than pretending that they didn't happen. We, in fact, just talked about that Christmas just this morning on our walk. We talked about it and me getting to say out loud again, like, yeah, that, that was rough. That was hard. But also remind you that I don't hold it against you. I don't hold it against anyone. We were doing what we could do. And, we did we banged up against each other, and it made some memories that I wish that we we had different ones, yeah, for sure, but um but on the other side of that was a set of conversations that actually, well, it was me saying finally, "Oh, I've never lost my voice before, but ouch, this isn't going to work. I got to do this differently." It was the harder conversations. That were buried underneath. Um and and your, needed to be hauled out. Yeah. It wasn't easy.
1: So what I find again in my experience is the explicitness. They're not easy. But you bring them up and you look at them. And this, I mean, I've I've learned a lot secondhand from your your depth psychological reading and talking and writing that I have read and bringing something up and looking at it,
0: really
1: looking at it as it is. Before you
0: try to change it.
1: Yep. Is, is so, has been so much better for me. Like I, I, on a completely different plane of existence, so much better than just sort of subtly acknowledging that it happened, but moving on.
0: Yeah. It's like, um, squinting your eyes and getting past something. Right. Right? Like I yeah. know that happened, but I'm gonna not really look at it yep. ever again. We turn and look back at these things, and when we do, every time, oh God, I'm so okay, I'm gonna say the cheesiest thing ever. I fall a little bit more in love with you. I can also remember all the ways that you have changed, all the ways you've repaired made repair attempts, the ways that we've turned towards each other, or the fact that sometimes I can I can look at you and say, this is reminding me of that feeling. I don't want to go down that road again. Let's stop and try again. Yeah. Um, We also started the practice of having some more planned conversations.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: we did that together, but I think I could have done this alone. I, I I talk about it with people all the time, with clients all the time. It's okay to practice your conversations. Sometimes we really have something that's literally challenging to get the words out so, I find that practicing like the first two sentences or three sentences, maybe even just the first one. Well, I use that trick when I'm storytelling too. Yeah. Figure out what the first line is, and the rest of the story will tell itself. But if you practice that first line over and over, maybe on your way home from work or whatever, set the stage for a, a turning towards a, a, a moment together. And then do the check-in, my favorite check-in. I learned this from um, Kristen Chamberlain. I don't know who the first person is that said it, but before you have a hard conversation, check in with HALT. Is either of you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? If you are, deal with those things first. We're just big toddlers. So if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, HALT. And address those needs. Maybe that just means getting a snack and putting it down in front of you both and then have the conversation and that practice. Yeah. So it was when I could finally squeak the sentence out and say, I need, I need to be able to hold your hand in public. That's what I need from you. Sounds like a simple thing, right? But when I had lost my voice, that was the car- that was actually the hard sentence. That's the thing I needed to say. I said that, and everything changed. Everything changed. The same thing happened when we finally figured out that we wanted to get married. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, that's a <laughs> after, funny story. After
0: years of swearing that we would never do that, and swearing maybe, that marriage was like the uh, the end of the world. Maybe
1: a little reactionary for our first marriage.
0: Might have been a little reactionary. Might have blamed the wrong thing.
1: Might have blamed yes. the wrong thing. And I, so what you were just saying about hungry, angry, lonely, tired, I was thinking about, so we went up, went for a walk this morning. We were talking about some, um, some history that isn't. Not pleasant. It's not pleasant. Um, and it can sometimes be, um, Attractive to like dive into those stories when there's a bad feelings already.
0: Oh, yeah, I but a really good, like but, but
1: that's and and I'm not saying there's no point to that, but it's so much more to it if you can go into it strong. If I'm yeah. going into it from a point of view of security, secure in our relationship, secure that you love me and don't hate me for all the things that I've done wrong, then when we look at those things, so that's that. I can be present yeah. 100% for all the things that I did wrong, for all the things that I wish I had done different, even if you didn't think they were wrong. I can be there for those things. And if I'm those if I'm hungry, angry, lonely, tired, I can be defensive.
0: And and um, lonely is especially tricky. Yeah. because. There you are, standing with me. How can I be lonely? Yeah. except lonely is an experience. It's an inner it's an experience. experience, and
1: if you aren't feeling heard by me, if you're yeah. saying your things and I'm missing them because I'm looking is that for that something, said,
0: else, um, loneliness is being surrounded by people and still being alone, yeah,
1: yeah, like that,
0: like that. I think that you you hit on the way it the way that we worked around. Not having our voices re- our respective voices during different times was mm-hmm. to start having these conversations when we were strong yeah. setting up, setting a, a stage to have, okay, we're gonna dive in. and I know that wasn't your idea of a fun vacation, but we've done some vacations like yes, that like have. okay, this this weekend is going to be, yeah, we're gonna have sex and it's going to be fun, but we're also going to have some really yep. hard conversations get into it. And those have been investment times in our relationship and everything changes. It's, it's, that's magic.
1: Makes the, uh, it can make the sex better.
0: Okay. There's that too. Okay. We're talking about sex next time. Next time and next clearly time. we're ready to, so yeah. Okay. This was really awesome. I'm so glad that we talked now. I know it's the end of the day. We usually are recording at the beginning and of I'm the glad day, we but did this now. Yeah. And this thanks for
1: sharing your story. It's a, Thank you for
0: listening once again to a hard one. And thank you all for listening to our uh, experiment in transparency (laughs) here. (laughs) Next time. Thank you for listening to the Project Relationship Podcast with Dr. Jolie Hamilton and Ken Hamilton. In Episode 7, we talked about how our totally different communication styles have been loads of trouble and surprisingly, a huge opportunity for us to fall in love over and over again. Asking for what we want can be hard, though. I shared how hard it was to feel unseen and unheard during our first holiday season together. And Ken talked about how it feels to face moments from our past that he isn't proud of and face them with strength and humility. I kind of love him more than ever for that. We haven't made an easy road for ourselves, but you know, every relationship has challenges that can seem insurmountable. How we communicate can be the pivotal skill that lets us rise to the challenge and find each other in the midst of the mess that we've made. We shared a couple tips for how we get into the hard stuff. We practice our opening lines, we check for hungry, angry, lonely, and tired, and we remember to give each other a do-over when something comes out wrong the first time. Join us next time when we finally dive into my area of expertise and talk about sex. The holidays can be a time to get spicy and cozy, but in the middle of all this stress, who has the energy for sex? I've got you, though. There is one conversation that can change the way sex and stress fit together in your life. So until next time, remember, relationships can be messy, and that's
1: good news.